Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis show, we are back. Of course, you know, executive producer Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. I'm Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis on all programs. And also follow him at Ryan B. Ski One on Instagram to get all of the Ryan lust out of you that you may have. You have to get it all out. All right. What do you mean, May? Yeah. It is. It's a definite. I apologize. That's a definite. But listen, we got a ton of stuff to get into. Of course, it's going to be football heavy with this past draft celebration here in Chicago. Uh, we're definitely going to go around the NFC North and talk about some of the issues in the draft and who's staying and who's leaving in, in the Packer of Green Bay. Uh, and then coming to the boys of summer, some injuries here on the north side and the south side. And of course, Tony Russa is still adjusting to coming back to the MLB. So let's kick it off and let's go off top. Off top. Taking it from the top. The tizzy. Oh, my people. Listen, I want to go off top on. It's a twofer, but it's a onefer. It's Justin Fields. Welcome to the city of Chicago. Well, uh, man. Yeah. Look at that young man. He like you like that. You going to like you going to love me. Right. That's what that look <laughs> is right there. Oh, Justin Fields. I even got him in a racist uniform. Ah, nothing. Got to add a little bit of that spice to it. A little bit of that colonizer on top of it. Um, You know, it's definitely great that the Bears did what they have to do and got such a promising prospect. Uh, It's exciting. Uh, It's it's a demographic shift, being that it's the first black quarterback, really, of this type of prestige drafted by this organization. Uh, We know what happened in 2017 when clearly they should have taken Deshaun Watson would have been the most logical pick out of the three top quarterbacks that went in that draft as far as him beating the crap out of Alabama and Alabama being who Alabama is. Uh, but this right here feels like a, a, a shift, a big time momentum shift here in the city. Uh, I, I keep comparing it to, and it's funny, we'll talk about Tony LaRusso towards the end of the show. I compare it to being the total opposite of when Tony LaRusso got hired. Because when Tony LaRusso got hired, uh, no matter what stratosphere you came from, what race, uh, what, what 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 community? Everyone was like, no, it wasn't divided by race. Everybody was like, no, 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 no. Like I had Cuff fans like, what's going on over there? It seems like uh, none of y'all like this. I was like, none of us like that over here. Uh, and it's the, and that's the funny thing about Justin Fields being drafted across all demographics in Chicago. For the most part, you see nothing but joy and people jumping up and down and experiencing happiness of finally getting somebody like we feel is ours that could take us out of this quarterback nightmare that the Bears have been living their entirety except for the Sid Luckman years. But I also wanted to dwell on, and this is probably going to be in one of our uh, 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 for grabs, I wanted to dwell on the reports of the Vikings thinking that Fields was going to fall to them at 14 and not going after him and settling for Kellen Mund, which I don't know the name that just came out of my mouth because I don't speak quarterbacks that weren't drafted in the first round of this year's draft. I love how we love it as the consolation. 
Get no more mud. <laughs> Get off of my lawn, Kellen Mund. Thank you. Uh, I don't, Texas AM throwing ass out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the words that are still coming out of my mouth when I say Davis Mills or Kyle Kyle Trask. I don't know these words. It's like it's actually like um I'm, I'm, I'm caught in the rapture in speaking tongues because I know not what I speak. Um, but the to the Vikings who are still stuck overpaying for Kirk Cousins. And you could have had you a, a guy that was clearly the next step. And now you have to hope that Kellen Munn can become that next step. So shout out to you, Vikes, for not doing what you had to do to get this done. And you really wouldn't have had to give up what the Bears had to give up, even though perhaps they may or would have if the Giants, if they tried to approach the Giants because the Giants would have been like, hey, I'm getting this from the Bears. But still, uh, you got to you got to go after it, Vikes. All right. If, if there's a hot babe out there, you got to shoot your shot. Guess what? You didn't shoot your damn shot. So just wanted to shout out the Vikes. That's that's how I want to close my off top. Isn't it kind of neat? Like Ryan Pace automatic trade up. It's the draft. He's trading up. He's trading up. And the Vikings always trade down. And maybe we look back at that year like, man, those Vikings always trading down. Trade down. Trade down. Could have traded up. Nope. Didn't do it. Nope. The skull didn't work. You guys messed up. You could have had them. And we got them. And guess what? You got to deal with them for at least a decade. That's the problem. God will. Remember, remember, as he comes up there and dominates, or you come down here and get dominated, that that was yours. Remember those years when you keep seeing the flaws and the roboticness of Kellen Munn's game, and you look over to the rhythm of a young Justin Fields, all right? A young Justin Fields, you you just you 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 wet the bed on this one, Bikes. You should have did what you had to do, but I'm thankful you did it because it allowed us to have a tremendous and great grown up Christmas. So shout out to the Vikes and put up a little mistletoe, uh, even though we don't know who the hell you're gonna be kissing because it's not gonna be one of us. Question for you, like, what's your favorite part of this Justin Fields thing? Because to me, my favorite part is this dude is a pocket passer. With mm-hmm. mobility. Right. Like, I just keep coming back to that when I keep hearing conversation and just this dude is so deadly accurate from the pocket. Like, he holds on to it too long. That's his flaw. But he's so deadly accurate when he's in the pocket. And he just has 4-4 speed just in case. Just in case you need a little speed. Right. You know, just a little, little speed. You got a little, right. well, little burner. I, I would I go along with you. I go along with the prestige and the cachet. Like this is one of the top. He's been one of the top quarterbacks since grade school, basically, right? And we have yeah. him. This isn't. He ahead, was uh, the second high school prospect behind Lawrence, right? At the quarterback he, position. Yeah, and he beat them, and he beat Lawrence in the Elite Eleven before going to college, and so. Um, I, I think everything that you have to say is part of the reason, but also what you say, Jackie. He said, do it. Okay. <laughs> also, black quarterback. All right. That's part of the reason. All right. I finally got one. You know, on this show, if you follow, I finally got me one. Hey, listen, it's the feeling of if you want it, if you waited for another Larry Bird and Luka Doncic popped up, you should be happy if you're a white person. I finally got my Luke, my black Luka Doncic. All right. <laughs> I waited it's really, for so many. It's the perfect story. Like, this dude is, I mean, he's the most acclaimed prospect the Bears have ever had walk through that door at the quarterback position. The only one you can count is Jay, but that's not a draft prospect. Right. 
Correct. That's not a draft prospect. And I, I would even say this. Jake probably wasn't as heralded as Justin coming out of high school because he probably no. he probably wouldn't have ended up at Vandy, not dissing Vandy, you know, but, you right. know, he probably went there thinking just in case I, I just stay for this education um, coming out of Christmas, Indiana. Uh, so even even compared to Jay, and as you mentioned, Jay wasn't drafted by the Bears. They traded for him after he was drafted by the Denver uh, Broncos. But, yeah, I, I think. It is, man. I mean, we we went over the draft. You asked a lot of good questions about the draft last week. And I can never remember feeling the emotions that I felt. So real quick, let me tell you this, too. So can I just say one thing really quick before you're real quick mm -hmm. to throw on to your point about Jackie Robinson and Justin Fields? You know, our guy, Jack Silverstein, came out with that great article. And that's why I brought up the the racist picture of Justin Fields in the, the racist uniforms. You know, it's, it wasn't fun being a Bears fan, white, black, whatever skin color, knowing your team might be racist. And mm. it's kind of nice to put that just away. Like, that's not a thing anymore. We don't have to worry about the McCaskies being like, well, you better draft Mac Jones because you know why. I mean, you can still be racist and know you should get a black quarterback, but <laughs> I'm not putting that on anybody. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. But at least you have a little bit of proof that maybe it's not just racially motivated. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so since draft night, draft the first day of the draft, uh, Tony and I, because I have to do the under center. We had to do two episodes of the under center draft night, one a reaction to the pick and then a late night reaction. Uh, to the the rest of the, to everything right, and I'm texting Tony, and I believe this is when um, this is when the the Eagles are, are on the board. I believe I think it's when the Eagles are on the board, and the I'm Cowboys texting. Cowboys were ten. Did they trade up? The Cowboys switched. The Cowboys switched with the Eagles. Yeah, the Cowboys switched with the Eagles. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I said to Tony because he was like. Yeah, some, some, something talking about Mac Jones. And I'm like, you know, we don't want Mac Jones here. And he's like, you better not let uh, the Patriots get him. And I said, you know what? You want the Patriots to get Mac Jones anyway because you want Mac Jones to succeed. And he texts me back a demon emoji, right? <laughs> the grinning demon emoji. And I said to him then, I said, you know what? I'm about to start getting ready to go on air because the Bears about to move up. Literally 30 seconds later, Ryan the Giants pick switches to the Bears. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they about to do it, right? Literally, like, I'm like, I can't, they about, oh my God. I'm, I'm thinking maybe the next pick, but I knew at this point with where Justin Fields was at, the Bears are coming for him, right? So when I, I say that, and the, the, you literally see the Giants symbol switch to the Bears and the trade thing flash across the, the bottom banner. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I stand up. Uh, I think after's in the kitchen and I'm like, they're about to do it. Yes. 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 I was and screaming. Yes, dude. And it, it was such a joyous occasion um, to finally get a heralded. Like usually, you know, the thing is, it's usually when there's a quarterback like this, we we're out of it. Like no one thought the bears could get a quarterback like this at 20, right? It's, it's usually situations like that. The bears are picking in the twenties. Maybe there's only you two quarterbacks. Get them at 11. Right. Maybe there's only two quarterbacks in the draft. So clearly, you know, you don't have a, as many bites at the apple as when there's five in the first round going in the first round of this draft, uh, three in the first three pick picks. Um, but to, to, to pull it off. And the thing is to only give up one 
number one. You swapped. They didn't give up two number ones. Gave up one number one to be able to do that. I'm not worried about next year's number one pick. All right. Like, you know, so that if if it was two number ones, I still would have made the move, but I still would. It would have hurt making the move. What I was thinking with that one first, because you're right, two, forget about it. That would have really hurt. But just one. I mean, if if the reports are true with this drafting of the next class, like it could be a really bad quarterback draft. And that's what you're going to be missing if you didn't make this move anyways. Right. Right. And so I I like it, to say the least. Uh, The feelings the the, I saw trending black quarterback. I felt like I should have got a cut of that. All right. I I feel like (laughs) that's been a part of this show for years now. Uh, But, you know, it's bigger than just him being black. Um, It's just for a franchise that needs an infusion of talent at the best position, the most important position to finally get someone that's promised dictates that even his floor should mean he should be good and his ceiling means he could be really great. And as he said, hopefully one of a top five quarterback in this league, if the bears have a top five quarterback for a decade, it's something that my dad never experienced, you know, like that's, that's the, none of, none of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. Um, So that, that, that really, that says a lot of one of how bad the bears have been when it comes to that position. Um, But yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know, another thing too, like I'm so happy it was Justin Fields because I think Mac Jones, he might be great, but he's only going to be great because of the situation he goes into. And that was a perfect situation. I always agree with you. I don't think it's a great situation for him here in Chicago. It could maybe work, but if you just look at it first blush with everything that's going, how the parts are moving, Mac Jones fits so much better in New England than he does here in Chicago. And really Justin Fields fits so much better for what Matt Nagy wants to do. And it does seem like these guys maybe have a little bit more security than we originally had thought. But regardless, if you hit this pick and especially if he plays this year at some point, which I think he will, but if he plays and plays well, then that's going to buy a lot of job security for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. And listen, if they if if he pans out, unfortunately towards the end they deserve it. They don't deserve it right now because they done messed up a lot. But they <laughs> they they straightened up. They done messed up a whole lot, man. A, a whole, lot. Whole lot. Oh so, baby, yeah, you can't just absolve everything uh, from this. But yeah, man, to say the least, it has been a terrific weekend. I didn't pay attention to any other sport. When the White Sox won in that doubleheader, I was like, for real? Right? It was like, <laughs> okay. Like, Especially I when Thursday happens, like, you're just dude, like, okay, I'm I locked take, in Friday, ch- Saturday. Yeah. I'm almost done with football. I got one more day before I wean myself because I'm recording everything on my DVR football related. I'm trying to just get everything. I've never seen the Bears get A pluses. The A pluses to B pluses in the draft. People nationally saying they won the draft. I've never seen that in my lifetime. Consistently uh, the consensus saying that. Did you feel that way? Because I seriously trying to be unbiased. I felt like the Bears had one of the best drafts out of the entire league. I do. I was on um, with Sean and my yesterday. I believe Sean said, you know, if they stopped after the first two picks, I probably would have been straight. Right. Like, I mean, that's how it's how I went. So, yeah, I think I mean, you never know with late round picks. All right. You don't. 
It was sound what they did late round, but you don't know. But I think they had a damn good draft. You know what I'm saying? You got your now we know clearly it's your left tackle, which I, I was on Sean Amaya yesterday and I was like, slow down. You don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to Charles Leno. I know none of us like I'll him, too. but depth. I, could, I really see us coming back this year and being like, we wish we had another left tackle at some point. I, I, I feel like that in my bones. Hopefully I'm wrong. But I, I mean, again, that $9 million, I guess clearly they needed that $9 million to sign the rookie and go after some other, sign the rookies and go after some free agents. But I wasn't on the bus. And I'm not a Charles Leno apologist. I wasn't on the bus to get rid of Charles Leno, but I know we'll definitely jump into that. But still talking about Justin Fields, it felt like uh, manna from heaven, to say the least. And uh, I enjoyed devouring it. That's how I felt. Me too. And, you know, even with some of those late rounders, like you got two returners, they could help you right away, potentially. One's a kick returner, and one's they, a punt returner. And they signed, a, yeah. they just signed, they just signed a returner too, a receiver from uh, the Patriots. And that, that six round pick receiver, he's fast. Maybe you can utilize him in this scheme, do something. I really like the fifth round pick, but he's probably not going to be able to help you out this year. But they have that history of fifth round picks that seemingly come out pretty well. So we'll see maybe. And even just their seventh round pick. I just love him as just a total backup, just this double team eater right behind Eddie Goldman. Cause he really didn't have a true nose. So I thought even those six round picks, you can't expect too much from them, but if they have the, just these minor roles. I think that they might have a chance to be able to fill them. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Borum, the tackle from Missouri. Um, I guess he better get in like as he fit in. He can be a guard or a tackle. He's a big, big boy. That took he us played at large. three fifty, and that was fine for his athleticism. Basketball player. I'm really intrigued by him. And I mean, we'll see if Mustafer holds up, if Daniels is either moved back to a center in the future and this guy may be kicked in. Um, But they have they have more depth at the offensive line, even though, like I said, again, I wasn't keen on releasing Charles Leno Jr., but it's a cap cap penalty. Um, He wasn't getting paid a lot to be a left tackle in the NFL. Shout out to him. Uh, even though two years ago he really got on our nerves. I don't, last year he didn't get on. People, because he he had so many false starts at sometimes the critical moments, we really just, we and we should, we we hang on to that. But last year he wasn't terrible last year. And I mean, I, you shouldn't be reaching for terrible. He wasn't bad. He was he was decent last season. Um, but for a seventh round pick, you really made a lot out of yourself, young man. And uh, you're about to get some money from the Colts, probably. So shout out to you. Uh, continue to do what you, you're doing. Um, and li- went out classy, too. You know what I'm saying? Didn't go out like they snake. I was snake bitten or anything. Um, but, yeah, j- listen, Tevin Jenkins, man, I was talking. We were had uh, we had Alex Brown on with us during the draft uh, coverage. And he talked about Tevin Jenkins being a, a classic right tackle and how Aloale Agunia usually played against uh, astute left tackles who are more of uh, 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 road scholars than uh, just maulers like the right tackles are. So you're going to put that mauler on the left side. Hopefully, you know, see how he figures it out. I see Mike Gundy is talking a lot about the kid just figured it out 18 months ago and the Bears really have to stay on him and keep challenging him. Hopefully they keep challenging him and knock him upside his head and keep this kid hungry and motivated so he can go out there and dominate from the left side. Because, if I mean, if you have your left tackle 
for the next 12 years, that's you, you really nice right now. And one, he's on a one. You got him for cheap for two seasons. I mean, for three seasons, at least because you have to pay him during the fourth year, probably uh, since you don't have the option of a fifth year since he's a second round pick. Um, but I was a Tevin Jenkins guy at 20 for a majority Ooh, of this draft. Me too. I yeah, loved him too. You were too. So it's a guy that we had at 20 that you got in the second round. Uh, and you got a quarterback. We were willing to settle. We, we were willing to take quarterbacks that we don't even we don't even speak that language, right? Uh, and, right. and get our tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a Kellen Mund. Again, I don't know what came out of my mouth yeah. right now. Who was that? We were. Yeah. What? What? I don't even know what I'm. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but I mean, <laughs> but look how it, it turned out. It, it just. Man, I wish we had another week of this celebration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, there should be no code. We should all be allowed to go to Soldier Field and just hang out and kick for it. For real. Drink. Like, just just like it, it, uh, the weather, it would be like in the 70s and just like open the gates up and let's let's all hang out. Let's have Bears Greats parade through regularly or whatever. Like, just let's come on, man. Let's let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how. That's how good this feeling is or whatever. But uh, it's it's definitely was – this is my favorite draft. I, mean, I know that was a big part of last week's show. Your favorite draft, this was my favorite. Only yep. thing missing from this draft is I wish Kenton had, has, had gotten into football enough to where he watches the draft with me. That would have made it – if he was here when that pick happened, oh, it would have made it so much more special. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That would have been sweet uh, if he would have been because I could imagine I could imagine not being in a room, uh, being in my room, my dad being in another room and us both just screaming as the bears move. Oh, my, oh my goodness. I could just imagine the, the 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 jubilation that we would have had had this happened 25 odd years ago. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my pops, man. We finally got us one. Shout out to your pops, too. Yeah. Same here. Shout out, Pops. He would have loved Justin Fields just as much. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, it's such a good feeling. The only thing that tapped me down was a little bit was this kind of Charles Leno news. Because I thought, personally, contract year, you know, you're not going to bring him back. So maybe you might get his best play because he's auditioning for the rest of the league. You can just settle him there. Let the kids settle in at right tackle. But. No, it's it's full go. The one thing, though, I really do like, at least with all the offensive line picks and even picking up Jermaine Effetti, they have like three guys that they could go to at center. They have like eight guys that can choose from for guards and they have like four or five guys that they could choose from from tackles when you include like the seventh round picks from a season ago. So they're going to have a heavy competition to find those top five guys. The only ones probably for sure are Tevin. Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, and James Daniels. So there's yeah. probably two spots up for grabs. Yeah. But then I'm, it's just totally the order of those three. Yeah. I'm with you. It, at least you got enough bodies to hopefully figure out the situation. You know what I'm saying? So it just, hey, man, it seems like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy learned some football over this last season. Uh, stop with all the chicanery and just just use common football sense. Your offensive line hasn't been getting off the blo- off the block for seasons. Right. All right, you need you need just some guys with an edge on there to pump these guys up. All right, to just cu- you need a quarterback. You you for the most important part, most important player on a football team. You haven't filled that position out adequately whatsoever. 
You know, you you bungled Ryan Pace. You bungled the Mitchell Trubisky pick he, by no means. And the funny thing was seeing ESPN had ran this thing about quarterbacks drafted in the first round. I believe it was quarterbacks drafted in the first round and who had the least amount of games played in college. And at the bottom was Mac Jones and Trey Lance, right? Both with 17 games. At the very top was Mitch with 13. Like, and if that didn't, it wasn't a resounding, like, what the hell was you thinking? Right? right. Like, 13 games, and you was like, I'm all in. This kid right here, I'm, he's going to be the Drew one. Reese, gonna, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure We're going to figure it out. We're going to get him there. Like, no, you don't need a quarterback. You're going to get there, especially if you're selecting him in the first round. Like, we mentioned the Kellen Munn situation. Again, I don't know what I'm saying. With the Vikings, they have a quarterback. So they can take their time in two seasons because after this year, that 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 guaranteed money for uh for for Cut Cousins is like about forty million dollars, so they gotta let him play uh at, for two more years at least. But um, they they have a situation where they have a guy they can transition from, and if they don't hit, he's a third round pick. Uh, but here you needed that dude, and they went out and they got that dude. Justin, I know. Fields. Freaking love Fields it, Justin. This, and this I love this field. little quarterback competition they got going on, like. He's going to push the hell out of Andy and Andy's going to lose that job as soon as he sucks, as soon as he sucks. And this is like, I was saying after, um, yeah, definitely don't rush it. But Kyle, he did his, uh, we are Regal radio draft recap. And I felt like, dude, this isn't college. Like this is the, the NFL with a bunch of people that are as Mitch scarred as the head coach GM and fan base. If they see this kid that's clearly he's the best quarterback on the team, they're not going to play around with no Andy Dalton. Mm. Facts. I, I, I'm totally with you. If he shows that he's the best guy out there, they're going to put him in. Uh, I just don't want them to rush him. Um, I want him to be as ready as you can be in your first season if he plays this year, which I, I think he's going to play even regardless if he doesn't start. Yes. I think they're going to have packages for him just to at least, one, use his athleticism and run RPOs with him a couple times. Um, so, sure. I, I mean, he's going to see the field and get get slightly get adjusted until you're really out there full blow. You can't say you're adjusted to playing in the pros. But, again, as you were saying, the skill set is ridiculous. You know, like this isn't somebody with the arm that was like, it's straight. No, nah, he has a cannon. Right. This is a guy that can run. And, 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 and this is the thing, too. Um, and I should have I should have said this when uh, the cam comp was bothering me. He's because when I when I look at him in college, he wasn't a guy that was scrambling for yards all the time. Right. He's a guy that was definitely trying to win in the pocket. And that was one of the things that I know uh, one of his 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 uh, his, his, his skill uh, trainers was saying a lot about how, you know, this kid, usually guys don't like to work on their weaknesses, but he came in and that's really what he spent time working on and trying to learn his craft. So I'm looking forward to the Justin Fields era here in Chicago. Ugh, um, those intangibles are so tantalizing too. like just total opposite of bitch. It's like actual leader doesn't need to go find a book about leadership somewhere to figure it out. <sighs> Won't like, tell them to cut the TVs off. Right. It hall. Like he, that's what I'm, that's why I'm so excited to see. Like when you got first round quarterback, that preseason is lit. Mm-hmm. You want to see every snap of every little possession that they have. And then on top of it too, when you just hear the training camp reports and things like, like this, he's coming in to start. He's never not started anywhere he's been. Unlike Mitch. Mitch was like, Georgia. I'm just here for the Georgia. ride. Georgia. 
Well, but even then, he still played at Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, Jake, he still got out of the field. To Jake Fromm police, they weren't allowing that. Well, to take there, was a, there was a clear bias against him there. That's why he had to move on. But he's just, he's not going to be waiting around for a year if he can help it. He's going to do everything he can to put as much pressure on Andy Dalton and Matt Nagy to put him into the game. And, man, I mean, Andy Dalton's got to kill it. Like, his advantage is being in the pros and knowing an offense and kind of the timing, but he doesn't have anywhere near the skills that Justin Fields has. And I think a lot of his skills are going to translate really quickly to the NFL. I do too, or at least I hope so. But I, I'm 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 right along with you. Um, it's a blessed moment to say the least. So, how do you feel about the overall draft, man? Oh, I love it. Like you said, it's my favorite draft, and on top of it, too, just having that Aaron Rodgers news right before the draft ooh, was just ooh. kind of that creme de la creme for me. Just knowing what trade up Jordan Love. This is what you get. Right, dude. That some people you can play with, and some people you can't. You should know Aaron Rodgers is one that you can't play with. And the thing is, too, they just got to come to grips with the truth. All right, you got to move them. Go out and get as much as you can possibly get. Look, oh man, don't do my man's like that. Go out and get his. <laughs> That's exactly how he looked when that Jordan Love pick you came through right there. Mother. <laughs> I love I saw the little report like the Bears at least called Andy Dalton, but right. the Packers didn't do that think, for Aaron think Rodgers. About that. Think, think about that. The nerve of them not to say, hey, 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 hey Rod. Uh, we're going to do this. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, just not to even. I mean, the disrespect. I know Stephen A. Smith, and I think Stephen A. Smith is talking to to Aaron Rodgers himself. Um, he said that the type of allowances that were given to Brett Favre were, weren't given to Aaron Rodgers. And you would think that would be crazy because they're both Packers legends and actually Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. And I love me some Brett Favre until he says stupid shit. All right. But in general. Well, the penis comes out. Right. It, it, definitely not that. But um, Aaron Rodgers is better than him. And you're not you don't treat him like that because what he's he's not a good old boy. It's uh, a good old boy. Aaron Rodgers need to pull up with the general lead to get his respect from the general manager. Um, but the fact that you you bungled the e- listen, even if the year before this, they seemed like some a little slippage, you knew you had about five more years with Aaron Rodgers. Dude, Aaron Rodgers can play until he's 42 at least. All right, like, come on. And literally, if he did the phone call, he wouldn't have been happy, but maybe you avoid some of this. Maybe he's like, all right, I'll at least ride out this contract and then I'll, I'll see you later. Like, just stabbing him behind his back. He probably has this draft party with a bunch of people and then everyone's just like, oh, they traded up to replace you. Not get you a receiver Listen. or a weapon. It's probably the reason him and Danica broke up. Was, she probably said something slick. It's like, it's, I'm canceling her ass right now, right? It's like Nino Brown style. Canceling her. Like, he, you said Get the wrong the bears. thing. Get the hell out! <laughs> <laughs> and she's in the indie car. Like, you, you take your indie car too, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man oh man outside of call Aaron Rodgers 
outside of also outside of this, what other big headlines and national stuff from the draft did you really you really suck in? Because it was hard when the Bears were doing what they was doing to really get my national national on. Because I was living in the Chicago bubble, I, and I, I watched the entire draft. I watched every second of the last day of the draft, and the Bears didn't even have a fourth round pick. And I watched all of the fourth round. Um, I thought I was going to be able to jump out after the six until the Bears made that trade. They got a seventh round pick, and I was like, damn it. right so uh i would think nationally some of the big stories which nationally i gotta say uh trey lance going to yeah this is our number one i would think right here i mean not only the connection san fran chicago not only the connection justin fields versus trey lance you also have that weird like he started about as many games as Mitch kind of thing, but it's different and he's not as accurate, but maybe he can be taught a little bit more accuracy. It, it's really interesting to me. That's the number one outside of the bears national and outside of green Bay is that San Fran, like for at least the next four years, we're going to be looking at San Fran and Chicago who messed it up or if San Fran messed it up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that stood out to me. Uh, the and just not- one other thing: he's probably going to play this year because Jimmy don't stay healthy, yeah, and that's, that's going to be crazy. Listen, like he's this may be the year. Play. This may be the year he go. As me and D used to say, he goes overseas and gets that blood spun. Spin it. <laughs> I need all the help I need this year, man. Coat this kid off. Julian Edelman special. I'm just saying, you got to get a little extra up in there, man. You you playing for another deal for another team right now, man. You ha- you listen. He's playing for another team, and he can't. He probably can't go back to the Patriots now since they have Mac right. Jones. Right. Listen, listen. He got listen. Jimmy Garoppolo's draft was was double whammy by the fact that they drafted, which they knew he knew they was going right. to draft a replacement. They draft a replacement at least. In- Probably helped earlier than than uh, Trey Lance, even though him, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones played the same amount of games, seventeen. Uh, but then have Mac Jones fall to the team that he knew he probably had a chance to return to, had to be like, damn it, damn it, right? You know, he was watching like after three, like okay, whatever. I knew that was going to happen, and then he's just watching for fifteen, like damn it, right? He called up that porn star right away, like right. oh yeah, hello, let's make it a double. I need you. I need you back. They did, it was a double whammy. I'm about to move to to Tennessee or something like that. <laughs> but then I would say the um the 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 Bengals taking Jamar Chase instead of Penny Sewell. That one was like, man. And I, I, I tweeted it out. I was like, damn, the Bengals listen more to Joe Burrow than the Packers listen to Aaron Rodgers. Right, like, because you know damn well the reasons that Jamar Chase went there is because Joe Burrow was like, go get my dude. And he was like, but we want to protect you. He was like, fuck your protection. Go get my dude, right? <laughs> We're deep. This is a deep draft. We're going raw. Exactly. We're going raw. Like, no protection? No protection. <laughs> we He's know so Broadway Joe. Slick Joe. <laughs> right? That's the way he so, gets down. Uh, so that that one jumped out, and then the Lions did for me like great pick, top guy, but Jared Goff isn't the answer, and you passed on Justin Fields just as much as ever. Like just that block of seven, eight, nine, I kind of looked at it as like, huh, like yeah. I get it. 
I get and it. They don't like uh, they don't like Justin they don't like Justin Fields. Right. Um and that I I I I knew that the um the Carolina Panthers and Denver were bluffing. That the whole but we still may take a, a quarterback. I was like, you're not. Stop lying. You didn't trade for Sam Donald to have Sam Donald and a rookie duke it out. And people can be like, your quarterback room is strong. You can't focus on one of them. You know what I'm saying? Basically, you know, so and they didn't give Sam Donald his extra. They traded for him. They they saw something and they think down the road. And we keep saying next year's draft is weak, but some some of these people may have quarterbacks in next year's draft that they actually like, though, that they recruited, especially these guys that just came out of college. Um, like Joe Judge and, and Rule down in Carolina. Um, I knew the Carolina was lying, and when Denver traded for Teddy Bridgewater, I knew they were lying. I was like, you're not drafting a quarterback now. It's just Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's just but they're not drafting a quarterback now. You're not about to have all that capital, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and the quarterback you were drafting. So I knew they were lying then, and then on top of that, and, and uh, Daryl – uh, hit me up and was like, and I forgot about it. He hit me up and was like, damn, I guess you was right when you said that about Justin Fields when, on the show two and a half weeks ago with that clip you cut up about uh, when I said that the Bears was going to do everything they had to do, exhaust their power, every option to bring in Justin Fields. And I was like, I did tweet that, right? I was like, right. let me bring, let me grab to put that back up. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, those are the things that definitely stood out to me outside of the Bears movement. I think after what happened with Trey Lance and then the Justin Fields falling. The next thing had to be the Bears having the, the ability to jump up and grab Justin Fields. Um, yeah, that that whole procession, like just the fact, like you said, Jamar Chase goes at five, which means the Lions are great with the tackle at seven, especially after Waddle goes six to the Dolphins. You need all these things to just start working out for you. Corner, corner. And, of course, that second corner, Patrick Sertan, that's the guy that the Cowboys want to attend. So, Eagles, come on up. We're fine with you taking our spot because our guy isn't there. Well, they want Devontae Smith. Well, now the Giants are like, yo, that's our guy. That's the guy we wanted. So, I guess, Bears, we can trade back with you. And then you know that a team like Minnesota, maybe even New England, we're thinking, oh, come on down, Justin Fields, potentially. Right. It's it's just crazy how it all worked out. And you and the, that's when you look back at drafts, you need to get lucky. And I think Good. the Bears for once got lucky. I totally agree with you on that one, Ryan. They they definitely, definitely got lucky with this one. <sighs> so now is it time for up for grabs or what are we doing baseball? I forget if up for grabs. I don't know. It, it's uh it's up to you if you wanna go down the uh, White Sox road of injuries. I guess real quick, uh, of course we found out that Lewis Robber is out twelve to sixteen weeks. <sighs> he tore a ligament, um a hip flexor. It's terrible, especially for such a freakish athlete. Um, really, he's been balling out and carrying the team the last two weeks with his bat, let alone with his glove. Um, I just hope he heals up. This season, as far as championship expectations, is probably a wrap. Um, but it's just hard. I mean, this is, this is a thing, too. When you start to see a championship window, this is why some teams don't necessarily get to that, that, that World Series because – Guys don't stay healthy. You, you know, it's just a, you mentioned luck in the draft. There's luck with guys being healthy and available. Wow. And right now, two thirds of our outfield is out for majority of this season. 
Um, it's gonna it's gonna definitely hurt. I hope the Sox don't do anything um, um, drastic as far as trading away somebody to go get a center fielder. It's just I don't think it's really worth that. Keep majority of the assets here and try to hold down the fort until he can return. Hopefully, Eloy can return and see what you can do from there. I think it's the best thing. Also, there was a report. Did you have something that you want to add to that? I'm sorry. I'm just wondering, do you think he's done for the year, Louie? No, I don't think he's done for the year, but I wouldn't be mad if he is. I mean, these guys are the future. You got to remember, we were paying them too. They're the future, and you don't want any uh, any any damage that he can't that will hurt his career or stop him from necessarily reaching his ceiling. Right. So yeah, because we're talking what, like Septemberish on the late. No, he would be back in August if it's the twelve weeks. I believe. Right. So the sixteen, the late. Would be yeah, September. Exactly. So, yeah, just yeah. hold it. Yeah, tell Golden Arms maintain the fort. It was old Wu Tang chatter would say. Um, and then on top of that, we had a report from Jeff Passan that some players aren't necessarily happy with some of the moves that Tony Larusa has been doing. Uh, there's the questionable. Uh, right. There's leaving in. Uh, I believe what well, he left in Lurie and um, and uh, Hamilton to bat which didn't make sense that you still had Andrew Vaughn out there as an option, um, leaving uh, Matt Foster in there and Lucas Giolito when Lucas Giolito was taxed. Um, it's early. He's made some mistakes since he's owned it. If he's still doing this midway through the year, Jerry Reinsdorf, you owe us. Like for, and it, for, especially since A.J. Hitch has got, went to Detroit and you could have hired A.J. Hitch, you, you know you better go get Bruce Bochy after this year if Tony Russa can't figure this out. And I know he's your buddy and all, but your friend can look in the mirror. If he can't do the job and he, the, job, the the game is passed him by, he needs to be honest enough to step out the way and don't hold us back and let him go out there and get his lick on. Yeah, that's, you know, you brought it up earlier in the show. It was universally hated when Tony La Russa was picked up as White Sox manager. I feel like everyone's just saying, even Rick Hahn, a part of everyone, said, What'd you think was going to happen, Jerry? And maybe this is just some little report stuff. And like you said, it's early. Maybe he's just kind of still learning the roster or something, just adjusting and they can get this thing going. And his Hall of Fame manager miss will kick in and everything will be (laughs) a-okay. Oh, boy, that's a Hall of Fame person in that miss. Tony. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it will start clicking i just i just can't believe still that that's who jerry really wanted like you said aj hint just sitting there my gosh i want a job bruce boat isn't isn't an avila running the tigers the gm i believe it's alex avila's father that's doing it he must have been licking his chops when he got aj hinch yeah, just leave him for me. Listen, dude, they have another option. You sent us to ask Detroit because just come on, man. Something like that. Like, he, he must have thought, oh, he's going to the White Sox. Damn, 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 damn. And I'm sure a lot of teams thought that. And just, no, nah, we like Jerry. 
Or I'm sorry, we like Tony. <laughs> like, yeah, we like Tony. So that that sucks. But we're still enjoying this this football right now. So I'm not gonna let that break me down. All right. right. I'm gonna look I'm gonna hey, this. There's a silver lining to everything if there's bad baseball for both the north side and south side, or one or the other, and you're just a fan and you're looking for that silver lining, like I just said. Training camp preseason is turned up to the max of most interesting when you have a first round quarterback that's not even supposed to start. He's not expected to start at all. So this is going to be drama. It's going to be Andy Dalton messes up on this play. Justin Fields kills it on this play. Who should be the starter every single day? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you and I can't wait for it. Only problem, and I, I hate that it's not going to be a bourbon A because I don't know the type of access they're going to give up there at Hallis Hall in the facilities. But yeah, it's going to be it, half less fans at least, at or least, a quarter at of least. the fans. But yeah, it's still so that let that Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins, Rhea Sunlight take away this White Sox angst. Let it heal a Lewis Robert. Right. All right. <laughs> like just. <laughs> Let it bless a Nico Horner and an Ian <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> let it help Javi Baez with his fine that he has from the bench clearing incident. Let let it spread across the right. town. All let right? it continue to spread the wings of encouragement to Chris Bryant. <laughs> exactly. So that that's what we're gonna we're gonna rock with. But you know what time it is. Is it? Yes, yeah, that time. Right. It's time to it's time to go up for grabs with Ryan Bukovsky, Ryan Bisky. What you got? Well, my first <laughs> <up> <laughs> is getting enough of that picture. Uh, let's let's fast forward because it seems like boy, Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay a lot faster than I thought it was going to happen. And let's just assume right now he's leaving. So, who is the favorite in an? NFC North list without Aaron Rodgers and knowing that the draft is over and pretty much all free agency. First of all, Aaron Rodgers was like, you ruined my draft last year and I'm about to F up yours. Put out the report, put out the report, put out the damn report. Um, the bears. (laughs) Like I'm serious. If, 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 if the bears are better, think about this. The bears weren't good on offense until the end of the season against bad teams. Right. Consistently. If, if you got that play out of Mitch Trubisky and you let Bill Lazor do that with Justin Fields, imagine. All right. right. Uh, and your offensive line should be better. Right. Your defensive line is better because Eddie Goldman is back. The only problem you have is that cornerback really um, trying to find somebody to, to, to feel kind of fill in the shoes of Cal Fuller. I'm not going to say anybody can fill in those shoes. People don't give Cal Fuller the props uh, right. that he definitely deserves. It'd be, um, it'd be helpful if Jalen Johnson stays healthy all season long. It really need that one. Great point. You definitely need that. You hope it's not an Anthony Miller situation where that shoulder's popping in and popping out. Um, I'm not even saying this because I'm a homer. Um, the Vikings, of course, are the threat. Just uh, 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 Jeffers, Je- Jeffries, Jefferson really killed last year. Young rookie out of LSU. Um, did, did, did the damn thing replacing Stefan Diggs in that lineup. Uh, so we know what they can do. We know Dalvin Cook was healthy for majority of the season. So, but and this is another thing too. They're re up. Remember, the Vikings let go of a lot of people last year. Uh, so now they're getting closer to the team that Zimmer wants. He kind of that that defense went through an overhaul last year with the corners and up the front four. Um, so it it'll be interesting. And Zimmer is a competent head coach. 
Uh, but with the, if if Justin Fields hits and plays this season, oh man, the NFC North is in some trouble. Uh, to be honest with you, there is some because one, you got to look at the Bears' defense is going to be on the field. How does the defense play when they know? They have a baller in there. There were so many times where the Bears defense ran off the field, three and out, they had to come right back out there. Right. Not different. Yeah, and just think about how demoralizing that is. Now, it's a chance, just in general, even with Andy Dalton in, if they could just have sustained uh, drives, that the defense can rest a lot more and be fresher and give more of their all as far as just trying to get to the quarterback if they're not drained from being drug in and out and also going long series against the other team's offense. So I I would say the Bears would be the threat with what they did in the draft. Uh, Because I think also, also this is another thing, we know the Vikings ceiling for the most part with Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like they they can make it out the division, you know what I'm saying? But we know they're not special. You know, like right. that's we know they're not we know they're not special. And if you and he can win the game, but you can't consistently count on him to win games. So right. I, I think the Vikings you was put up as the first bet, but over the long haul, the Bears have the biggest potential due to Justin Fields and having a better defense. The Bears defense is better than the Vikings defense right now. You know, so if the if the if the Bears defense returns, if Sean Deshay can get them playing more like the Vic Fangio Bears defense and less like the Chuck Pagano defense, the Bears only had, I believe, 35 sacks last year. They can get that up back close to 50 sacks and some turnovers. Uh you had uh, Eddie Jackson didn't have an interception. I think he had what one call back, not that he had maybe two call back last season. Yeah. Um but if you can get if you can get those players kicking the way they were on defense and this offense has been the best that it could be since Matt Nagy has been the head coach, you cooking with grease. Yeah, I agree. I think it is the Bears. And for a lot of the reasons that you stated, and it's just kind of crazy to think about. They just trade up to 11 and all of a sudden it feels like, you know, it's just this waiting for that one last like pull of the Jenga that brings everything crashing down with this Aaron Rodgers Green Bay situation. There's no healing it. It doesn't seem like it is going to be a mess. It is going to be a talked about thing all year long until the Packers just get sick of it and they go with Jordan Love. And just as soon as that happens, I think Justin Fields might be the best quarterback in the division, which is just crazy to think about. True, but let's not listen. A lot of teams were high on Jordan Love. Uh, last year, even though he fell to 26, a lot of teams were high on him. Um, and he's had a year to be under Matt LaFleur. And I think we both think Matt LaFleur is probably a good coach. Uh, so, you know, man, he may get coached. Up. Be- the, the curse could still go on. It could be extended another 15 years. The one uh, but- thing I was a little encouraged with with him is just he's kind of like that Trey Lance where it's like inaccuracy. That's that's the mm-hmm. one thing you have to worry about. And being a Bears fan, I've seen a lot of picked up quarterbacks that aren't accurate. <laughs> Those Facts. never seem to work out. Facts. So, yeah, so that, that I would, as you said, I, I'm going with the Bears for that one. That, I think the Bears, if Aaron Rodgers does and will when he leaves his division and goes to the AFC because they don't want to see him uh, in, no. in, in the NFC, uh, I think the Bears are, man, it's going to be bad business for the Vikings, man. Yo, like, how could you be built off of your engine and you didn't respect your engine? Like, how disrespectful. Like, it's just remarkably reckless to think about what they did. Now, listen, maybe they're right. 
Um, maybe they're right, and they're good. They, 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 they and Budenkic, he knows what he's doing, and you know Jordan Love's going to do it. And you're going to get a haul for Aaron Rodgers uh, to help lift it. The worst part is going to be this: when they trade Aaron Rodgers, and then with the first round pick next year, they draft a court. I mean, a receiver, right? With the first round pick, right? It's like, <laughs> or they have to uh, go back for the quarterback because Jordan Love clearly doesn't have. Ooh, that would be. Bad business to say the least, but yeah, oh, that's oh. their problem. That's not an issue here in Chicago. We right. we only live Justin Fields' life and do right. Justin Fields' talk, as you can see on NBC, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, but yeah, that that's a good one. The Bears definitely. And what's the last up for grabs, Ryan? In honor of the upcoming holiday, favorite sports memory with mom for Mother's Day. You go ahead. You can go first. I don't have anything too, too specific besides driving to like rec leagues, practices, things like that. But I think my favorite thing, I'm definitely going to miss it if let's say my mom's gone one day. Well, she will be, unfortunately. But uh, whenever there's a big game and she knows like the Bulls or Bears or Cubs are involved, she always gets it on the news that night. And she always asks me about it the next time she talks to me. it's kind of like the cutest little thing she just like gets this little bit of sports knowledge like and tries to talk to me as much as she can about it without getting lost immediately that's sweet that's 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 definitely sweet um my favorite sports moment will be with my grandmother um when the bulls won the championship in 91 i remember being in her room and opening up the window and screaming outside so loud. And, you know, usually she'd be like, stop that. And she just let me scream and scream. <laughs> and we were just so happy. So that's probably my favorite sports uh, moment with a mother of mine. My grandmother was definitely my mom. Um, so that one's probably my favorite sports. Or just like like my house that I grew up in. And that's the thing that's so weird about this place now. Like there was sports on every TV, basically. So I could leave this room and the classic may be on, uh, you know, where you have HBCU schools uh, playing football in the Battle of the Bands or the Olympics or the Bulls game, the Bears game would be on my aunt. Uh, she, she lived in Minnesota for a lot of years. So when she came to Chicago, she didn't follow the White Sox. She followed the Cubs. So a lot of times when I came up from school, I was watching Andre uh, Dawson, the Cubs games, you know, cause her TV was the TF television in the front room, you know? Um, so like just, I have a lot of sports memories in that house. And I, as I was saying, I wish Kenton had gravitated towards sports like I did at a young age. So we could have that type of interaction he tries to he has a little show that he does with his buddy and he tries to talk sports. And I'm like, you got to pay attention to sports for real. So you can be out here talking. You just can't be halfway doing it or whatever you get. And I'm like, find stuff that you're really passionate about that you talk about or whatever. And you could tell like he could some of the tricks of the trade that you pick up when your dad does a little something, something or whatever. He sounds <laughs> good. He sounds good. They sound good. Him and his buddy sound good. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that has to be my favorite sports moment, uh, screaming out the window of the Bulls and won their first title and Detroit had been kicking their ass. And that's when I first started like loving basketball. Like I remember being in Inglewood and Detroit beat the Bulls. I don't know if this is the first or second time. And I remember crying. I remember thinking like, why do I care? Right. This is when I started to become a sports fan. Like I care about this. Right. Right. Uh, That's like in the late eighties is when I really started to become a sports fan. Uh, I think basketball had to be basketball and football's first. I don't know which one is which, which one really 
it's first first maybe it's basketball but um yeah that that shout out to my grandmother shout out to to pauline keaton she was a terrific 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 grandmother shout out to old mary too Younger. Uh my, my 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 funny my great aunt who was more like my grandmother, my grandmother's sister, her name is Mary, my aunt Mary. Uh but yeah, shout out to those two ladies for uh, being terrific. They were just terrific people, to say the least. All right. Um so we went down memory lane as Ryan uh, gets me misty eyed with the the, the the Hall of Fame mist that Tony Russo has dispensed all throughout. I imagine <laughs> like a crappy magician that's like doing the like exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is Hall of Fame person mist right here. Where um, the hell listen. is that damn smoker? We'll be back. We'll be back with the flip this weekend. Uh, as we figure out what day we're gonna do it on to make sure we can all be there probably Sunday. It doesn't matter you. We drop it on Monday. Um, I believe we're going to have an under center podcast, probably dropping Thursday or Wednesday. Also, we got an interview coming up with Eric at home, uh, breaking further, breaking down the draft that'll be coming to you probably around Friday. So just stay pat. Uh, make sure you're checking us out. Uh, we always appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. So you don't have to. Uh, the world is crazy. So make sure you, that you find you a little safe space and, and get you a little respite. And always um, just don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again.